Hello all, my name is Hannah Morell. I'm with Pacific Stoa uh, Holistic Financial Coaching and this is Miserable is Not Enough. Uh, I actually thought that we might talk about procrastination a little bit. Um, it's a pretty big topic and um, it is something that affects our finances indirectly and directly. So uh, let me get my notes up here real quick. So let's kind of define a couple terms here real quick. I want to define clearly what procrastination is and is not. Um, obviously, it's putting off things until later. That's very simple. Uh, what it is not is a personality defect. So if you procrastinate, uh, that doesn't mean you're a bad person, although it certainly feels that way. Um, it is the symptom of a larger disease. It is not the problem itself. Sorry, just a moment. Tank the cat is uh, insisting on my attention right now, and I am trying to put him off. All right, so procrastination is the symptom and not the disease, and procrastination feeds crisis, and both crisis and procrastination are part of a larger cycle. Um, so let's talk about what crisis is. Um, crisis is essentially a point of reckoning, so a point where we've had some or all of our choices removed. Um, Let's think about this, like um, I've been putting off doing my dishes. I, I procrastination, procrastinating on doing my dishes and now I've reached a point where I have no clean plates. So I've had my choices reduced because uh, you know, what am I going to do? Am I going to go out to eat? Uh, am I going to actually do some dishes? Am I gonna just eat with my face? Or am I not going to eat at all? So this point at which we have had our choices removed or reduced is critical because um, there is no difference to our brains between having a choice removed or reduced, even if we did that to ourselves, and crisis. Think about a toddler. If you take choices away from a toddler, what is their natural toddler reaction? Yeah, they're typically going to lose their minds a little bit. Um, so it's important to realize that to our brains, having any choices removed or reduced is going to trigger an unsafe um, crisis sort of moment. Uh, this isn't even emotional. This is about the survival part of our brain. So crisis, when I use that word, I'm talking about large or small crisis. So that point where I don't have any dishes, uh, clean dishes is a crisis, but that could also mean uh, a big crisis like being out of a job or um, losing my, you know, my home, that kind of a thing. Crisis is a liar. Make no mistake about that. Crisis absolutely tells us that this right now is how we're spending the rest of our lives. And if you think about crisis in terms of somebody who's drowning, um, their brain is telling them that they're going to spend the rest of their lives that way because they probably are if they're about to drown. And the choices we make from crisis, of course, breed more and more crisis. So let's kind of talk about the surrounding um cycle that goes around procrastination and crisis. Um, it begins with something called intermittent rewards and punishments. Um, and we get these inconsistencies uh, all over the place. A really great example is if you think about uh, a child does a <clears throat> excuse me, a child does a behavior one day and is rewarded for it. Child does exactly the same behavior the next day and is punished for it. 
that would be a really good example of an inconsistent reward or punishment or intermittent um, rewards and punishments. And if you're uh, raising children or training up a dog, one of the things that you'll hear over and over again is be consistent. Um, but parenting is not the only place that we get unpredictable or inconsistent feedback from. We get that from basically all human relationships. Uh, we can get that from gambling. Gambling is something in our world that actually leverages inconsistency. They don't have to come up with some clever algorithm to get us addicted to gambling. They basically can just randomize it. And for some of us, that's uh, draws us in, um, gets us sort of addicted, addicted to the gambling. Domestic violence abusers and narcissists also will leverage inconsistency to keep us off our feet, unsettled, unsafe, and take advantage of that. And even if we had no, like all of our relationships were totally consistent and our, we didn't have, you know, gambling wasn't a problem and there was no domestic violence or narcissists in the world, um, the world itself would provide us with inconsistent feedback so we can put ourselves out into the world a hundred times the same way to, let's say, look for a job and we're going to get inconsistent feedback from those, from our consistent efforts. And even if the world didn't provide us with inconsistencies, there is one great gener of, generator of inconsistency, and that is ourselves. So we ourselves will provide ourselves with inconsistent feedback as well. So this inconsistent feeds, uh, feedback, apologies on my enunciation, uh, in these inconsistent feedbacks from these inconsistent feedbacks, we learn that we cannot trust relationships. We learn that we can't trust the world. And mostly we learn that we cannot trust ourselves. So we are given some advice out in the world about how to trust others, how to trust the world, you know, put yourself out there, that kind of a thing. We are given very few tools to learn how to trust ourselves. So we have a long memory for our own failures. That's a pretty clear indicator of someone's not trusting themselves if they can remember back in time to all the things that they've uh, done wrong in their lives. Um, I'm 48 uh, at the time of this recording. I can absolutely tell you about a time in sixth grade that I uh, told my best friend I was coming over for dinner and then promptly blew her off. Um, so we have a long memory for failures. If you're listening for the lack of trust in ourselves, in yourself or someone around you, you it actually sounds, there's some pretty predictable ways to, to hear it. It sounds like I can't go into a particular store. So I can't go to Costco. Uh, I can't go into a hardware store. I can't go into a craft store, right? It's another way of saying, I, don't, I can't trust myself in a craft store. If you hear yourself or someone say, I knew better, right? They, they had the red flag and they didn't listen to it. Um, so this is a reinforcement that they can't trust themselves. There is something called a commitment device, which I believe we talked about in an earlier, earlier episode, uh, which is essentially separating yourself from temptation. That as well is a, is a reinforcement that we cannot be trusted. And um, anything that's around shame, regret, guilt, failure, anything like that, any of that kind of language is a further reinforcement of us not trusting ourselves. Um, so we're talking around this cycle. We've started, we've started with inconsistent feedback. Inconsistent feedback means we can't trust ourselves. 
And so what happens when we can't trust ourselves is that we very quickly begin to shut down. We, we click over into something called apathy. Uh, and apathy is a protective measure. So if it doesn't matter what I do, right, if the, if the results of my effort are totally unpredictable, if it doesn't matter what my efforts are, then what's the point? Why would I even continue to try? So if you're listening, you'll hear apathy. It sounds like, who cares? What's the point? Who, who gives a flip? It doesn't matter. I'm fine. So there's some denial. Sometimes you'll hear people say things like, it is what it is, which is an attempt at acceptance. What it actually is, is apathy. Um, all of this apathy is essentially freezing. It's shut down. Um, if you're thinking about the fight, flight, or freeze, it's the freeze part. Apathy is not a decision. It is a state of being. So it's not a choice. It's not a behavior. It is simply what our brains do to protect ourselves. So there's, if you have made choices from a place of apathy, um, frequently we will choose not to choose. So we will opt out of making choices. Apathy uh, can definitely affect our decision-making um, because we have blinders on. We, we lack awareness of our the obstacles around us, but also the opportunities around us too. And we're basically making choices from a brain that is fuzzy or brittle, or again, frozen is probably the, the, the adjective that I hear the most, the, that um, stuck, being stuck. And of course, when we make decisions from apathy, we are giving ourselves more and more opportunities for future shame and regret. Um, so that's apathy. Let's see here. How are we doing on time? So I think we'll stop here with apathy. We'll continue the cycle next time uh, when we move on to avoidance and then we'll actually get into procrastination. So just to review, we're talking about the procrastination cycle, the larger disease that is that procrastination is part of. And it started with inconsistencies, which we can provide for ourselves. Um, and then that inconsistency led to a lack of trust in ourselves and that lack of trust uh, if it doesn't matter what I do, um, then that leads to apathy or just kind of a general shutting down. Um, I think we'll stop there. Uh, I will leave my contact information in the show notes, and I would love to get some feedback on you uh, from you on talking about procrastination. Um, we'll definitely be talking about this in the next episode and potentially the one after that as well. Thank you for listening today, folks. Have a good day. Bye. The tools, concepts, strategies, and processes covered in this curriculum, coaching, and podcast are meant to be used for your personal development and or in the partnership with the tools that you are already using in the service of your community. If you are considering seeking compensation of, or contracts using this financial coaching curriculum, please reach out to Pacific STOA for more information on the Financial Wellness Coach Certificate and Exclusive Licensing.